Welcome to the podcast for St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School Sherman Center that's in Random Lake, Wisconsin, north of Milwaukee and south of Sheboygan. We're pleased to share with you recent sermons and Bible classes from our congregation. We welcome you to join us for Divine Service Sundays at 9.30 a.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. We have Bible classes currently offered at 8.15 a.m. on Sunday. Join us to receive the Lord's Word and His gifts. Good morning, everyone. This is Pastor Gillespie from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School in Sherman Center. That's Random Lake, Wisconsin, the only random lake in the United States of America. It is Pentecost Monday. Pentecost um, actually has a, a few days, or what do you want to say, appointed readings, feast days, uh, attached not only to Sunday, uh, but Pentecost Eve, Saturday, and then Pentecost evening, or Pentecost Monday. I think it's the same readings, so the readings for today, and then of Pentecost Tuesday. Um, so the idea is that these chief feasts of the, of the church would be celebrated um, well, more expansively than simply showing up on a Sunday morning. Um, at least that was the uh, older intent. Uh, so what we're going to do, of course, is recognize those other feasts attached to the feast day of Pentecost uh, in our daily prayer. So glad to have you with us today. Uh, I am recording a little bit early. If you're watching this on replay later um, at the custom time of what time do we do? 8 a.m. <laughs> Central. Um, and that's schedule conflict. And we'll probably see more of that uh, as we enter into the summer months, uh, that this won't necessarily be broadcast uh, at the same appointed time each day uh, due to schedule. The other um, thing that I would like to remind you of before we begin is, uh, re regardless of whether you're a member of the parish or not, especially if you're a member, I'd like you to complete the online survey, and that survey will help us gauge what we're doing now, what we have been doing in the past. Uh, if you paid attention to the sermon on Sunday, you heard uh, about how the Lord has a way of kind of resetting um, us when we get caught up in what we're doing and we forget why we're doing it. And so I'd like to do that kind of recentering activity and, and look and, and make sure that we're about the business that the Lord would have us be about, um, but also that we're ministering and serving the people, uh, you, in a way that is beneficial to you. Uh, and that meets your needs. So um, do complete that online survey. Please feel free to give your, your comments and suggestions. There'll probably be a follow-up survey based upon the response to the first one to try to drill down even a little bit uh, further into those responses. All right. One um, more note. I have a few notes before we begin today. Not only is our, our psalm for this week the psalm we prayed on Sunday, Psalm 143, um, you'll note uh, in our prayers that Brian Rush We've been praying for um, for quite a while uh, because he's been ill with cancer. That's Mike Rush's father, our head elder. Uh, his father died in the Lord yesterday at about mm, sometime in the evening, I think six o'clock. And so we want to keep the Rush family in our prayers, especially as Michelle, uh, her father died just a few weeks ago, and now Mike's father here yesterday. So keep that family in our prayers. Let's begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Psalm 143. Hear my prayer, O Lord. Give ear to the pleas, my pleas for mercy, 
In your faithfulness answer me, in your righteousness. Enter not into judgment with your servant, for no one living is righteous before you. For the enemy has pursued my soul, he has crushed my life to the ground. He has made me sit in darkness like those long dead. Therefore my spirit faints within me, my heart within me is appalled. I remember the days of old. I meditate on all that you have done. I ponder the work of your hands. I stretch out my hands to you. My soul thirsts for you like a parched land. Answer me quickly, O Lord, my spirit fails. Hide not your face from me, lest I be like those who go down to the pit. Let me hear in the morning of your steadfast love, for in you I trust. Make me know the way that I should go, for to you I lift up my soul. Deliver me from my enemies, O Lord. I have fled to you for refuge. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. Let your good spirit lead me on level ground. For your name's sake, O Lord, preserve my life. In your righteousness, bring my soul out of trouble. And in your steadfast love, you will cut off my enemies, and you will destroy all the adversaries of my soul. For I am your servant. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Our memory verse for this week is taken from our gospel reading from Sunday, John 14, 26. The Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. John 14, 26. Let's say it again. The Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Our catechism for this week is from the third article of the Creed. We say it together. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. What does this mean? I believe that I cannot, by my own reason or strength, believe in Jesus Christ my Lord or come to him. But the Holy Spirit has called me by the gospel, enlightened me with his gifts, sanctified and kept me in the true faith. In the same way, he calls, gathers, enlightens, and sanctifies the whole Christian church on earth and keeps it with Jesus Christ in the one true faith. In this Christian church, he daily and richly forgives all my sins and the sins of all believers. On the last day, he will raise me and all the dead and give eternal life to me and all believers in Christ. This is most certainly true. Our first reading is from John chapter 3. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already 
because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation, that the light has come into the world and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his deeds should be exposed. But he who does the truth comes to the light, that his deeds may be clearly seen, that they have been done in God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our reading for consideration today, um, Catechesis, is from Acts chapter 10, St. Peter preaching to Cornelius and his household. Then Peter opened his mouth and said, In truth, I perceive that God shows no partiality. But in every nation, whoever fears him and works righteousness is accepted by him. The word which God sent to the children of Israel, preaching peace through Jesus Christ, he is Lord of all, that word you know, which was proclaimed throughout all Judea, and began from Galilee after the baptism, after the baptism which John preached. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. And we are witnesses of all things which he did both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem, whom they killed by hanging on a tree. Him God raised up on the third day and showed him openly, not to all the people, but to witnesses chosen before by God even to us who ate and drank with him after he arose from the dead. And he commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that it is he who was ordained by God to be judge of the living and the dead. To him all the prophets witness that through his name whoever believes in him will receive remission of sins. While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell upon all those who heard the word. And those of the circumcision who believed were astonished, as many as came with Peter, because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles also. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then Peter answered, Can anyone forbid water, that these should not be baptized who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. And they asked him to stay a few days. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So, uh, we probably actually should have gone back a little bit. Uh, But Peter does uh, arrive at the household of Cornelius. You can read this back in verse 30. And um, where is that? That is in, oh, I should have, I probably should have gone back to verse 24. Well, that's okay. I will. Read it for you. Yes, this is in Caesarea, which is, of course, a Greek city. And uh, Cornelius says in verse 34 days ago, I was fasting until this hour. And at the ninth hour, I prayed in my house. And behold, a man stood before me in bright clothing. Right? And uh, when this man in bright clothing stood before Cornelius, um, he called together all of his relatives and close friends. When Peter uh, came into the room, he fell down and uh, Cornelius fell down and worshipped him. And Peter's response was uh, (laughs) profound, actually. He told him to stand up, (laughs) to get up, um, 
because Peter says, I am only a man. It's verse 26. Now, there is uh, actually a problem here in this context, because Cornelius, of course, is a Gentile. And uh, when Peter addresses the crowd, um, he does acknowledge that uh, it isn't lawful, this is verse 28, for a Jewish man to keep company with or go to one of, not of their nation. But Peter reminds them that God has shown him that I should not call any man common or unclean. Right? So, um, that the gospel is to be preached to all nations. So, again, Cornelius, um, when he saw this vision, he had been fasting until the ninth hour when this man stood before him. And uh, Peter acknowledges that he was hungry <laughs> when the vision came to him that Cornelius was fasting. Of course, this man standing before Cornelius with bright clothing, um, well, uh, clothing, the only other time that's referred to in the Gospel of Luke uh, is when Herod clothes Jesus, puts that robe on him. And of course, the bright clothing, we think of the resurrection and the transfiguration. So all the people come together and uh, at the invitation of Cornelius to hear the things commanded by God. And now to what we heard from the sermon, just kind of that lead up so you can understand. Uh, Peter makes some, uh, starts the sermon by uh, making some important points here. First, he says that God shows no partiality. So again, that's a continuation of what he had just said about how um, God had commanded him to preach and show, uh, call no one unclean or common, right? To preach to all nations. For every nation, he says here, Throughout Judea, Galilee, and baptism, God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, yes, to preach to every nation who fears him. And what did he say? Uh, works righteousness. Where was that? Oh, that's in verse 35. To every nation who fears him and works righteousness is accepted by him. What, what does that mean? What is he stressing? Hmm. Not only to all nations, um, but to all those who receive the works of the Lord are accepted by him. Right? Receive him in faith. What does he then stress? That Jesus was sent first to, that's right, to the house of Israel, uh, who heard the preaching. And what was this word that was preached? He says here, that word you know, verse 37. Well, it was the word of Jesus, of course. The preaching peace through Jesus Christ that had been preached through all Galilee and Judea during John's and Jesus' ministries. And now, amazingly, in Caesarea, um, even, even here Cornelius, his household, had heard that message of preaching. What did uh, Peter witness to? <clears throat> what did he bear witness to? <clears throat> Beginning here in verse 37, excuse me. He says, um, from Galilee, after the baptism John preached, that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth and the Holy Spirit with power, that he went about doing good, right, and healing those who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. And then Jesus had been killed by hanging on a tree. That's common in Acts to refer to the crucifixion. But God raised him on the third day and showed him openly 
to his chosen witnesses. You'll note that much like we heard yesterday in Pentecost, um, and this is true actually through all of the book of Acts, both uh, Peter's preaching and Paul's preaching, this is what they preach. That Christ uh, came, uh, is the Son of God and came and died for the sins of the world. And that's the message to be preached. Note uh, who Peter also includes, not only himself, um, but that God raised him up on the third day, showed him openly, not to all the people, but, this is an important emphasis, to the witnesses, excuse me, chosen before by God, even to us who ate and drank with him after he arose from the den. What do you think um, this eating and drinking recalls for us? Hmm. Points to that hunger that uh, I, I mentioned here before we considered the text specifically, the hunger of both Cornelius and Peter, um, of course, who now, after being baptized, will receive Christ's body and blood, again, in the supper, and be fed by him. Now, Peter wants us to remember what, what had Jesus commanded, that they were to preach to the people and testify that it was he who was ordained by God to be judge of the living and the dead, who also bore witness to Jesus then. Also a great emphasis, again, like what we heard back in Acts chapter 2 with Pentecost. To him, all the prophets witness that. Right? All the prophets bear witness to that through his name, whoever believes in him will receive remission of sins. What do those who believe in his name receive? Again, remission of sins. And to what is this phrase connected? All who believe in him will receive remission of sins. Think yesterday, um, back at Pentecost, Acts 2, I'm thinking specifically verse 38, Peter said to them, Repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name, there's that name language, of Jesus Christ, here it is, for the remission of sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Now note here in Acts, <laughs> he, he mentions the name of Jesus, and then that they'll receive remission of sins, and in Acts, he's, Acts 2, he said that, they, that you would receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And here, verse 44, yes, the Spirit fell upon all those who heard the word. Hmm. Why do you think the, the Holy Spirit, um, well, let me say this differently. Why were the uncircumcised, or excuse me, the circumcised surprised about what happened here for the Gentiles? that the gift of the Holy Spirit was given to them also. Now, I, I know it seems shocking to us, um, but you have to imagine that um, despite the word of the prophets saying that all nations would be gathered to Jesus, um, this tribalism or um, the, almost racism of, of the Jews, you know, was, at, a, uh, was at, its, at its peak at the time of Jesus. And that even despite Jesus preaching against it and showing um, by his healing, say, of of Gentiles and, and preaching to them and going to them, the um, religious elite of Jesus' day refused to believe, and even his own disciples um, really have a hard time with it. This becomes the source of a major conflict between Peter and uh, Paul, and, and is the is the nature of the Jerusalem Council, which will come in a few more chapters here. And what did the Jewish believers also hear as a testimony? Um, to the truth that, that both baptism, the gift of the Spirit, salvation in Christ is for the Gentile. They heard them, verse 46, speak 
with tongues and magnify God as well. So, what does Peter declare in verse 47? God showed them that the Gentiles should also receive the gift of baptism, because clearly they received the gift of the Holy Spirit. And Peter commands that they be baptized, here it is, in the name of the Lord. Um, by the way, that's shorthand, shorthand in the book of Acts for um, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, as we saw in Matthew 28, baptizing them uh, in the name of the Trinity. Um, also, it's similar, I suppose, to uh, the way that St. Luke abbreviates the Lord's Supper by saying the breaking of the bread, for example, which refers to the Lord's Supper. So a brief meditation on the text. Just as the Spirit was poured out upon the Jews on the day of Pentecost, he is now poured out upon the Gentiles. The Spirit of God is given to men through the preaching of the crucified and risen Lord, through whom we have been justified. Where the word is preached, there is the Spirit. Where that word is preached, there will surely be baptism, and the Lord will give the gift of the remission of sins and of the Holy Spirit. Here the word of the Lord is confirmed that he spoke on the day of his ascension. All nations are to be baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, that they might be made his disciples. Might even say that he would make them his disciples <laughs> by the work of his appointed messengers. All right. Our hymn for this week is Come Holy Ghost, God and Lord. That was the Luther's hymn from Sunday. Um, I think stanzas two and three. Stanza one was a um, traditional Latin hymn from Germany, if I remember correctly. All right. Teach us to know our 
not aright, and call him Father with delight. From every error keep us free. Let none but Christ our Master be, that we in living faith abide. In him our Lord with all our might confide. Alleluia, alleluia. Come, holy fire, comfort true. Grant us the will your work to do. And in your service to abide. Let trials turn us not aside. Lord, by your power prepare each heart. And to our weakness strength impart. That bravely here we may contend. Through life and death, to you, our Lord, ascend. Alleluia, alleluia. We confess together the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. We pray our collect um, for yesterday, for this week, which is for Pentecost Day. O God, on this day you once taught the hearts of your faithful people by sending them the light of your Holy Spirit. Grant us in our day by the same Spirit to have a right understanding in all things and evermore to rejoice in his holy consolation. Through Jesus Christ your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. We pray. O God, who gave your Holy Spirit to the apostles, grant us that same Spirit, that we may live in faith and abide in peace. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. Amen. Today we pray for faith to live in the promises of holy baptism, for vocations and daily work for the unemployed, for the salvation and well-being of our neighbors, for our schools, our home schools, our colleges and seminaries, for good government and peace. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. We pray for all who graduate and complete their studies, that God would bless their transition to new adventures in life. Pray for our first responders, doctors, nurses, and all those who, whose work in nursing homes and hospitals on the front line of the pandemic. We give thanks to God for a great end to our school year, 
for our children, teachers, and families to thrive this summer. Pray for an end to anxious thoughts and constant worry, especially for those in our cities where there are riots raging. We pray for peace upon those whose spirit is troubled at the death of George Floyd. We pray for all of our uh, law enforcement, National Guardsmen there, who seek to protect people and possessions. Especially that God would provide peace and joy in all circumstances. Today we give thanks for the resumption of divine service yesterday, which was a joy to us. Pray for those who celebrate uh, birthdays yesterday, Kimber Johnson and Julie Nye. Pray for those who rejoice in their baptism, Lindsay Schultz. Today, Janet Yench, also appears, my mother, Grace Gillespie. Pray for those who rejoice in anniversaries, wedding anniversaries, today especially, James Guy. Pray for those who have ongoing illness and requested our prayers, Marcella, Jan, Ron, David, Carol, Brad, Janet, and Carol, Chris, Sandy, Winda, Wendy, Linda, Joan, Ken, and Aaron. Pray for all those who are grieving, especially, again, the Rush family at the death of Mike's father, Brian. And we pray for those who are isolated and homebound, Willis and Janice, Mickey and Bev. Finally, we pray for all those who serve abroad, especially um, our adopted missionary family, the Federwitz family. For all this, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. I thank you, my heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger. And I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings and life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. It's my joy to be with you today for this congregation at prayer. Again, apologies for it being a little bit early if you're watching this on replay later in the day. No problem there. Um, feel free to continue to uh, post comments in the thread and I'll respond to them as needed throughout the day. Um, also, a reminder again, as I did at the beginning, that I'd appreciate uh, your response to um, the online survey that's posted on our Facebook page was sent out an email. It's on the front page of our website. Um, that would be greatly beneficial, even if you're not a member of the parish, just to give us a better idea of who's utilizing these digital resources and then how we can best serve you uh, moving forward, especially serve those uh, who are members of our parish. And uh, again, uh, what a joy yesterday to have our congregation gather again, those who are able um, to receive the Lord's word and his gifts. And uh, I think the precautions were suitable. You never know going into those things if you've done everything that you need to. Um, and also give thanks to God uh, that the live stream worked from church, uh, despite you know all of the technological challenges there. Um, it uh, We were able to get it up and running, and I know that was a joy for those who are still sheltering at home. Um, 
out of necessity. So Lord be with you all, and we'll see you again tomorrow. We thank you for listening to this podcast from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church Sermon Center in Random Lake, Wisconsin. If this podcast is of benefit to you, please consider supporting the work of St. John by visiting stjohnrandomlake.org, that's stjohnrandomlake.org, slash support, and give today.